podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast, the weekend of Saturday, February 5th, 2022. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. And joining us this week to recap last week, last week's guest, Connor Mack. How are you doing, Connor? You're very good, gents. How are you? Yeah, bad. grand thanks. Not, Not bad. bad. Hell of a lot um, better what... than the Burkina Faso goalkeeper uh, <laughs> who's just been stretchered off. <laughs> um, but yeah. I wonder how many people in Scotland are watching that game, bearing in mind the old firm's going to be on very soon. Oh, wait, it's going to be spicy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, well, we'll yeah. both Edinburgh and Dundee derbies last night were nil-nil, so this could complete the nil-nil set. I might, yeah. just, I might just put, I just, I might just put a bet on nil-nil yeah. right now. So. Um, it's really, it's really weird. I, I, I went out of my house today and I saw a ball travelling over my garden, probably from Dundee. Yeah, Nicky Clark. Yeah, just uh, five <laughs> yards out. I'll just put that. Out. That cost me so much last night. It did. It did serious damage to my bet two six five account. Um, because I really, I really fancied his, but just, just can't finish. Like so bad. Yeah, it's small. Um, hips weren't much better. We created nothing as well. Um, so yeah, it could be the trifecta of shite derbies. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> People, people are saying that Dundee United aren't creating chances, right? Because we've had zero shots on target in our last two games. That's not true. Nicky Clark essentially had an open goal from five yards out and missed the target. <laughs> if that's not if that's not a chance created, I don't know what yeah. is. <laughs> right? Get that man that's some what, XG. <laughs> yeah, that, Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, but if it, if it takes into account it's him, it'll still be really low. If it takes into account it's possibly anyone else. Oh, it was just so infuriating. Anyway, yeah. let's review picks from last weekend. As usual, we'll go through the banker, the value, the outsider, and the charity pick. And I shall kick us off with my banker, which was a horrible late 97th minute equalizing goal for Ross County that meant Rangers didn't win at odds of two to seven. Um, don't know how I managed to find these really, really late kicks in the balls, but I got one there. Uh, I had a, my banker was a very early kick in the nuts that, 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 uh, that transpired. First banker I've not gotten in a wee while for me. Um, this was Concarno. Uh, we're playing Orleans. Orleans won 1-0 away from home. I had the double chance. Wasn't even just going for a win. Had the double chance. Didn't come anywhere near it. The only thing that happened in that game was the penalty uh, for Orleans. That was it. There's no, there no, uh, other, no other notification. I, I, I thought they had one shot on goal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is because you switched from a very successful period of backing the overs market on the first half goal line? Do you think will we be seeing you switch back this week? Uh, we won't be seeing me switch back this week because I don't think Dortmund. I don't like the Dortmund game for for that exact thing. Uh, I'll talk about it in the middle, but uh, I do have a better banker. Anything's a better banker than picking the wrong side of a double chance. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So Connor, your banker. Uh, yeah, my my banker came in surprisingly, which looked really <laughs> unlikely after Tuesday night. <laughs> um, I had Southend to beat Dover at four to five, and on the pod last week we were talking that Dover hadn't won a game all season until they beat Eastleigh on Tuesday <laughs> at the same price. But no, Southend won one nil, pretty boring game. Goal in the seventy fourth minute, and they held on for a one nil win at four to five. So yeah, nice banker. 
nice, nice solid good odds pick as well. Uh, big yeah. fan of that. Um, on to the value picks, which are generally more around that price. Uh, I had Callum Butcher to be booked in the Celtic v Dundee United game. The boy obliged in the 75th minute. Odds of 64 pre-match. This was just guaranteed that he'd get booked in that game. The only way it wasn't going to happen was if he got if he got injured really early. If that yeah. game was competitive, and it still was at that time, it was nil-nil, um, it was always going to happen. So a Callum Butcher booking, odds of 64. All good. Uh, you can also over my value. Aberdeen St. Johnson uh, Aberdeen game didn't take place. It was Aberdeen St. Johnson didn't t- didn't play place. It didn't take place because there was hundred mile an hour winds in Aberdeen and can't really play football in that. Not much Love to avoid. Say. Love avoid. Love avoid. Yeah. Uh, and my value was my bet of the weekend, and it finished nil nil. <laughs> uh, it was it was Wigan away to Cheltenham. All the forms said Wigan would win. All the stats said Wigan would win. But this is a pretty boring game, really. But I did say Cheltenham draw most of their games and they truly obliged. They were the better team as well, Cheltenham. And uh, Cheltenham had a man set off for five minutes to go and Wigan couldn't really do anything that time, but it finished nil-nil, unfortunately. I had so many bets involving Wigan. <laughs> I felt so bad. You were like messaging me and I was like... So I, many. I, I, met, I messaged you something else and you might as well have just replied with, couldn't give a shit, mate. Wigan aren't I, winning. <laughs> I, think I, I think that's exactly what I replied with, almost word for word. Yeah, so, so, sorry. <laughs> No one cares about anything else right now. <laughs> Wigan. <laughs> uh, you, can't, you can't win them all. But um, no. overall, half-decent value section. On to the Outsiders. I was in the Championship um, on Sunday. A game I didn't watch because I was at a wedding. Um, just, look, just looking at, at my phone and noticing that Nottingham Forest did not win this game. Uh, they lost 2-1. And then upon further investigation, they never really threatened to win this game because they're only shot in target was their goal, and that came in the 95th minute. It's a consolation goal. They were so bad. I watched the really? whole game. They were so bad. Like, that's me- They've been so good of late. That's what I mean. This- they've been so good. They've been so good. They were t- Honestly, they were terrible. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, you know, it, it. It makes you wonder like what other people see for them to be this on. Because we all went, that's a great price. We'll back yeah. it. Yeah, they were two, so one. bad. So yeah. bad. Uh, speaking of... Well, it wasn't so bad. My, my, I was a, my outsider was a draw between Kilmarnock and Inverness because, you know, Kilmarnock and Inverness really like to draw. It was 1-0 to Kelly. There really wasn't much in it. Kyle Lafferty scored after nine minutes and then there was about 400 substitutions and a, and a, a <laughs> yellow card for B. Houndstrup of Kelly. Uh, and that was about it. It was a low-scoring game. Uh, Kyle Lafferty is the man who scored for them. Uh, they signed him midweek. I feel that's cheated as he wasn't uh, part of the squad when I <laughs> tipped this game. What you what you needed was Nicky Clark. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> to have that fine. opportunity. I mean, Kyle Lafferty is some signing for Kilmarnock, though. There's a guy who just consistently knows how to score goals yeah. at really any level. Like, you know, he's, he's done it. So, uh, yeah, my outsider didn't come in. 1-0 Kelly. Connor. Uh, yeah, my outsider did come in. I, I had Crawley away to Bradford at four to one, uh, and Crawley won two one. They were one 0 down at half time. They were pretty terrible. And in the second half, they battered Bradford. Uh, they had fourteen shots on goal in the second half, six on target, and they won two one in the ninety fifth minute. To which I text Andy saying, "Good outsider." With his reply, "Couldn't give a shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need Wigan to win. <laughs> no, it was a great pick. It's superb, a really, really good pick in there. It's an excellent pick. And then, of course, the charity treble. So a pick from each of us on the treble. Um, all the proceeds go to charity. 
I was in England League One on Saturday with a bet I really liked, and I think Connor really liked as well. Um, as when we were discussing picks pre-show, everyone seemed to like this. Mansfield at home to Leighton Orient, at eleven to ten. Um, actually went up even higher. So I saw it at five to four um, before the game, and Mansfield won two now. Uh, four yeah. shots on target to one late and orange shot on target, so comfortable as you're going to get. I uh, picked it off in the charity selection and didn't let us down, uh, which is nice when you're the first pick. Uh, this was Kaiserslautern versus Alisher. Uh, I took Kaiserslautern to win this game. They won 1 0 by Mr. M. Wunderlicht, and uh, I'm happy to report that Wunderbar. he was. Wunderbar. Wunderbar, yes, he was fantastic. <laughs> uh, he got the win in there. Um, yeah, Halisher just are shite and Kaiser are pretty good. They tend to tend to win to nil. I'd have preferred more than one to nil, though. <laughs> Not going to lie in there. Uh, but yeah, so charity was in for me. Connor. Uh, so the charity, I could have picked Sheffield United or Bournemouth, which were uh-huh. on my list, Yeah, which both won. Um, I decided to pick West Brom. Don't know why. They even said on the pod, don't know why. And they didn't win. They lost, they lost 2-0. Uh, I also got slated by Dave as soon as I said the pick as well. He went, I really fancy Millwall. And I went, shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Millwall won 2-0, battered West Brom. I, I think West Brom had one good chance at 0-0 with Andy Carroll, the new signing. But apart from that, they were rubbish. And since then, they lost again and really and Ishmael's been sacked. So, yeah. yeah I, I always the, uh, feel a little yeah. bit vindicated after a, a manager sacked after some losses. You know, you just kind of think to yourself, good, fuck off. <laughs> well, it, probably, it probably doesn't help when you get the injured war veterans tweeting in asking for him to be sacked, really, do you? So. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. But, well, I mean, overall, you had a pretty good week, Connor, to be honest. Like the outside of the, the charity, that you know, fucking outsider and outsider and banker is a good combination. It just so happens that the ones that Andy really liked were your uh, value and your charity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're the ones I hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the shrewd listener would have been able to mix and match and make their own decisions there. And uh certainly certainly some good picks in there. Yeah, I think so. I think if you've learned anything from this week, Andy, it's you know, maybe stay away from England for the next few weeks. Well, I mean, you've got Mansfield. But, Mansfield? You know. What are you talking about? Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, easy 2-0 win. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. So that was the picks from this week. Um, we're going to head to a short advert. However, listeners or watchers, viewers, I believe they're called, on our Patreon channel, uh, we'll see our new guest join for a middle section that's uh, a lot longer than the ad break you hear on the standard podcast. So www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet or download the Patreon app and it's I think six pound a month, including that or something to be a member of the, the trample bet club. It helps us out. You get the extra content in the middle. You get the show early as a video podcast. You get all the picks written down um, and you're a member of the club. So middle section coming up. Everyone on the podcast will see you after the break. And now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, February 5th, 2022. And before we go any further, Connor Mack has departed and we can welcome this week's guest, Joey Slenzak. How are you doing, Joey? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? 
Yeah, very well. Thanks. Good to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I need a little bit of redemption after uh, that super megapod. So I'm here to bring <laughs> all the all the fire. <laughs> Superb. And we'll run through the show as always. Bankers, values, outsiders, and then a charity treble from a, with a pick from the three of us. So I shall start us off with the banker picks, um, but I won't chronologically because my banker is on Sunday at 2 p.m. in the Italian Serie A. Venezia versus Napoli, and Napoli, who are second place on 49 points from 23 games, are just four points behind Inter at the top of the table. And it's no surprise I'm going to be backing them for an away win here. At what I think is quite good odds of one to two, um, Venezia are only one position and one point above the relegation zone. They've only got 18 points from their 22 games. Form-wise, favours Napoli too. 10 points from the last five games. Venezia just the two points from their last five games. Venezia have actually only managed nine points from 11 home games all season. And Napoli are one of the league's best performers on the roads. 24 points from 11 away matches. Um I'd also like to point out Venezia have only managed 20 goals all season, that being the second worst in all of Serie A. And Napoli have only conceded 16 goals. And and that's the very best in Serie A. So this should be a comfortable win for Napoli. Uh, They don't concede goals. Venezia don't score goals. Napoli went away from home. Venezia don't really win ever. It's an away win at odds of 1-2. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, uh, and it and it and it feeds really well into my banker pick, which is why I like you picked it so much as well. Because I'm moving to the Sierra B. Um, this is on Saturday as well. It's at five fifteen. Uh, sorry, at three fifteen. It's Frozen Oni versus El Vicenza. So uh, yes, we are we are covering that area of the country very well this weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Frozen Oni uh, to beat them. Frozenoni have had a really good record of recent. Uh, they beat Parma, uh, who were obviously relegated last season. They beat Pisa, who are currently top of the league. Uh, and they beat Spal 4-0. I mean, the last three scalps they've taken have been pretty big. They're playing against an LR Vicenza team, who I bring up relatively con- well, relatively consistently on this podcast. They've lost four of the last five games, losing to Lecce, Perugia, Ascoli and Parma. Um, they beat Crotone away from home uh, but apart from that they just go on losing quite a lot unless you are Pordenone so uh, I'm going to be taking Frozenone here at quite big banker odds for me of 5-7 to seven. I just think it's 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 such a good uh, spot to be taking them in uh, and I think it might be my biggest priced banker I could have brought to the pod that is that is quite big for you 5-7 to seven. I like yeah. it though I like that ambition it is. So, Joey, what is your ambition for this weekend? Hit us with a banker. So, for my banker, I'm going to round us out in Italy here. Yes. I've got Roma to beat Genoa. Um, Roma are in sixth place, hosting 19th place Genoa. And there's 25 points that separate these sides through 23 matches. Roma are currently on a three-game winning streak in all competitions. And they've scored and conceded both 10 goals scored and 10 goals conceded in their last five Serie A matches. Whereas Genoa have scored one goal in their last five and have conceded eight goals in their last five Serie A matches, including a 6-0 thumping from Fiorentina, which I think listeners of the pod might remember fondly from Chris, uh, Chris Kelly's right pick on there. the Super Megapod. Yeah. It was a fantastic shout. And I, I'm hoping Roma can uh, recreate that a little bit here. Roma are actually pretty solid at home, picking up 23 points in 12 matches, scoring 17, conceding 12. And they're only three losses 
at home have been at the hands of Juve, Inter, and Milan, which I don't think there's any shame in that, especially kind of those are probably the three big ones that you're expecting. I don't, I don't think Rome is really expected to challenge for the title too much this year, but they are expected to be in the uh, European spots, which they currently occupy the last spot. And I think they will do everything in their chance, everything in their power to sort of hold on to that. Genoa, on the other hand, are winless in their last 11 away matches in all comps and haven't won at the Stadio Olimpico since 1990. There have only been four times in the last 20 meetings at Roma in which Genoa has gotten a point, period. There's been one win in three draws, and the rest have been Roma wins. I think the biggest killer for Roma this season has just been injuries and suspensions. Um, in the last seven home matches, Six of the last seven in the league, they've had at least one player suspended from cards, whether it be yellow cards or a red card, um, on top of players with injuries. So it's one of those things. If you're looking for a little more, a little more spice here, I really like Tammy Abraham or and or Sergio Oliveira to win or to score and Roma to win. You can get Tammy to win. Tammy to score and Roma to win just over evens. And then Oliveira to score and win just over two to one. Tammy's scored five goals in his last five overall, including a brace in the last time out. But it's Sergio Oliveira that's really been the big signing for Roma so far. He just uh, came on from Porto, and he's got two goals in his first two Serie A matches. And he's already matched his scoring record at Porto for this season. We were, for me. We, were, we were worried that this might happen. Now, Joey's connection has been bad in the midsection, right? But we have all of his picks here. And if he and if he is cut off in his banker section, fortunately he already gave us a pick where he really fancies Roma to beat Genoa. But he's also he likes uh, Sergio Oliveira and uh, Tammy Abraham if you fancy goal scorers in that match. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the value picks. Uh, we have Joey's picks in here. Um, it'll be unfortunate if he can't do it, but I know that he also has to go back to work. Uh, which is the which is the life of a podcaster, truly uh, juggling other things and trying to make this work. So, uh, Andy, do you want to go? Do you want to go back to value town and then we'll talk about yeah, Joey's after do, mine? Let's do the value picks. If Joey makes it back, then fair enough. If not, you can uh, you can run through it. Um, <clears throat> on to the value picks. For me, uh, Patreon listeners will know that Connor already really likes this pick. Um, Saturday, two thirty p.m. in the German Bundesliga. Augsburg versus Union Berlin. The away win for Union here is as high as 17 to 11. Um, at bet 365. So they're almost outsider price. So it's quite a bold show. There's loads and loads of value here. Union are currently fourth in the European places of the Bundesliga. 34 points from 20 games and a positive plus four goal difference. Augsburg in the relegation zone, only 19 points from their 20 games and a minus 15 goal difference. Formwise, Augsburg winless in their last five matches, drawn three and lost two, whereas Union unbeaten in their last five, won three, drawn two. Union have been great at beating teams in the bottom half of the league this season. So the nine times they've played teams, um, 10th or worse, well, worse than 10th, they've won seven and drawn only twice. So they're good at doing the job against teams that are worse than them. Uh, the concerning thing, though, is the recent head-to-head records Two wins for Augsburg and a draw in the last three matches. But that is the only concerning thing here. Everything else favours Union and the 17 to 11 price is, is so big. I think there's plenty of value getting on an away win. 
Nice. I mean, I looked at this. I knew you would pick Union Berlin in this in this area, and left them alone specifically for that. And it, you know what's even nicer about this bit is that I get to call you a shite bag for this value price because I have a larger price value, a larger price than seventeen so, to eleven. Yes, no, you I, don't. Wow, I do. I have a I have a, a value pick of nine to four here. Um, oh, you do, you you do. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, my value pick in here. I do not understand the price in this. Uh, it is Willem Tvai versus Valvik, uh, and I'll I'll be taking Valvik or Valvik away from home at nine to four uh, for the pure reason that, that Willem Tvai have lost their last eleven games in a row, like eleven straight L's. They haven't scored in their last three. Uh, you know the the two games before that they they drew before as well, um, so they're actually fifteen games without a win, um, but a lot of them are in a row, uh, and they play against the Valvik team who are, who are you know they're not much better than them. And Willem Tvai have historically beaten Valvik the last five times they played them at home, but they stretch back from 20, 2021, 2019, 2017, 2012, and twenty ten. So really past the twenty nineteen iteration that you can't really take much into consideration for that. Um, Valwick away have been have been all right. Uh, they beat go-ahead Eagles and they drew with Sparta Rotterdam uh, in the overall kind of column. They beat Sittard last week. Uh, I think this is a, a really big price for them to... Every team gets breaks this streak at some point, right? But, you know, if you're offering me 9-4 to four versus a team who haven't won in 11 straight games, I'm going to take 9-4 to four, and I think it's a good value pick for that. And... Uh, now that now that I've done that, I'm going to reintroduce Joey, who may cut out during this. But you know, uh, Joey, what's your value pick this week? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to be quick, but I really want to play Team A versus Team B. I'm going to hide the teams, but I'm going with both teams to score, and it's around the odds of 1.9. Team A has not scored in four straight Bundesliga matches. They've picked up one win in their last 13 matches in all competitions. And they're win- winless in their last nine Bundesliga matches, only picking up two points. Team B, on the other hand, has really turned the corner. They've picked up nine of their 10 points this season in the last six matches. They're undefeated in their last four matches overall and have scored 10 of their 17 goals in the last 10 matches. Now, if you guessed Wolfsburg and Greuther Firth, I, I think you had some sort of access to my notes and I'm not quite sure how you got that. Just this mention. Yeah. We broke into the house, but uh, yeah. But, yeah. Surprisingly, I, Wolfsburg is team A. If yeah. you listened to any episode in the first half of this season, you would have thought that it was greater for well, okay, Both teams aren't doing great in that yeah. description, but you would have expected Firth to be the one struggling, but it's actually Wolfsburg that have just been miserable. They're currently in free fall and they're playing themselves right into the relegation places. They're only two points out of the final relegation spot right now. And that's after winning their first four league games in the 16 league matches that followed, they've picked up nine points. Ooh, it, nice. it's, it's, it's not great. Yeah. Firth on the other hand are not great by any means, but they're doing their darndest to try and uh, fight off this relegation battle. And they've actually only been held scoreless twice in their two in their last eight away matches but unfortunately they're also extremely leaky and they're practically a sieve on the road um so they've conceded 36 of their 52 goals this season away from home but looking at the five five game form table 
Firth has actually scored more goals in the last 15 matches than Wolfsburg. Not just five game, definitely five game, but also the 15 game. And they actually have a better, better goal differential than Wolfsburg during the most recent three quarters of the season, basically the last three quarters. <laughs> Firth have a minus 15 goal differential versus Wolfsburg's minus 20. Right now, I have a hard time trusting either side to keep a clean sheet. Firth have kept two clean sheets in their last three matches, two nil-nil draws, but both of those were at home, which if this was at home, I would be taking Firth on the double chance at 2.23-ish, which I still think is phenomenal value if you want to get a little spicy. But for right now, I, I don't trust either of these sides to keep a clean sheet. Where it gets really interesting is Wolf, Wolfsburg. They actually just shipped their leading scorer over to England to Burnley. Yeah, Burnley. Yeah. Between him and Lucas and Mecca, who is currently injured with a broken ankle, ankle and won't be returning anytime soon, those two have accounted for 12 of Wolfsburg's 17 goals this season. The next closest goal scorer for them has only managed two goals. That's Ridu Baku. Arita Baku. I, that definitely leaves me a lot of room for concern, and I have a hard time seeing uh, Wolfsburg covering a minus 1.5 handicap spread in this. You can get the plus one on Firth for 1.7, which is also kind of why this is in my value slot, because there's so much fun you could go with. Um, but <laughs> I think why I'm choosing both teams to score, obviously besides the fact that Greuth is just an absolute sieve and they cannot keep a clean sheet to save their life. Um, but Wolfsburg actually signed two pretty solid players in the winter transfer window. They signed Max Kruse from Union Berlin and then Jonas Olderwind. Not his younger brother, younger wind, yeah. older wind, older wind. Uh, <laughs> from Copenhagen. And both of these players are just proven goal scorers. Um, in this season, in the 16 league matches, both of them are actually interestingly played 16 matches before they got transferred. Both of them have managed five plus goals and two plus assists. So that should bring a massive, massive help to their goal scoring issue. But the only concern right now is just whether or not they slot in right away, like Sergio Oliveira for Roma, or if they kind of come off the bench or maybe wait another game, get their fitness levels up. But I think the value on Firth, both teams to score at just shy of evens, and it looks like it's kind of climbing a little bit. I, I just love that value. I cannot believe we've got to a point where someone is recommending anything to do with Groyer. Yeah, neither, neither could and, I. Like, but, I, I stopped looking at their games in November. But I did, like the other week, Joey posted something and when he was trying to make up our um, charity bets and he was the only person who actually got anything of that charity bet that contained the game where I went, there's no fucking way that both those teams I know. score. And then he nailed <laughs> so it. He's got, he, he, has, he has previous on this and I think... Yeah, but if anyone else was picking this, I would have like you would. I wouldn't have waited for your connection to disconnect. I would have removed you myself. <laughs> Just get me out of there. No, nope, yeah. not not going to read that pick. No, and this is as much a bet against Wolfsburg as it is. Yeah, a bet yeah. For no, I, I, but the the main reason why I went with both teams to score versus the double chance is just because how leaky Firth is. They have conceded over two point five goals in. I think four of the last three of the last five kind of thing. It it's not good away from home. Yeah, but Wolfsburg. Don't feel you have, feel you have to justify it too much, Joey. Right? See, as soon as you said 
you were like you you had selected Wolfsburg in fourth. I can imagine this game being like six each, like just something where they're just like an absolute shipping goal. So I think it's a good value pick, and it and it even money. You know, you're bringing the most sensible of a selection <laughs> price wise. <laughs> However, <laughs> actual delivery we will see. But I like it in there, Joey. I'm excited we've got for an outsider now, if that's your value. So, uh, but Andy, what have you got in your outsider slot? Yeah, on to the outsiders. Um, I'm in the English Championship on Saturday. It's 5.30pm, so it'll be a televised late game. Swansea versus Blackburn, and I like the away win for Blackburn at odds of 2-1. to one. It's basically identical to my value pick. It, it's a game that features a high-flying inform team that's way up in the table against a team that is really struggling. Um, both in the season overall and also in current form. So Blackburn have been really good lately and they're now second in the table, 53 points from 29 games. Swansea are in 19th place. However, they're 12 points above Peterborough in 20th, so they should be safe enough. So I, I, they're not going to be relegation candidates, but they're they're down near the bottom of the league and there's nothing going on for them this season. Uh, one of the keys to Blackburn's success this year has been their defence. They've, they've kept nine clean sheets across their last 13 games. That is really good, regardless of who you are or what league you're playing in. Swansea haven't scored a goal in 309 minutes of football now. So Blackburn don't concede. Swansea they, are, they are the anti-Joey, that team, aren't they? They're the team that you would be like, they're fucking Swansea are playing. No, no goals. Yeah, no goals. Why would I be watching them? <laughs> yeah. So, so no goals, and against a team that also don't concede goals, I think I think the Blackburn price of two to one for their win here is is really good. Yeah, I mean Ben Brereton, I was talking about in the midsection, um, will actually be back for this game. Um, so because the next game for Brazil uh, has been moved backwards to the twenty fourth of the next month. So, and he's you know he's been buying them in for them. But yeah, Blackburn here, like it a lot. I like it. A Who's lot. back in Swansea there? Swansea like, okay, okay, okay. Blackburn might not win, but who's backing Swansea as a home favourite in that spot? Not many people, surely. Yeah. Right? It's not a good bet. So I, you've got to be on the other side. I think you're correct in there. Um, I, I will take us to uh, Monaco versus Lyon uh, in the in the French First Division. This game is Saturday at eight o'clock at night. I'm going to be taking Lyon away here for my outsider at thirteen to five. Um, both teams doing relatively poor for uh, by French standards for themselves in seventh and eighth place. Uh, they are 34 and 33 points, not much separating them. Monaco have scored more goals and conceded less, but are actually further behind in the league. They are they're in 33 points. Um, yeah, it's, it's not been a, a good campaign for uh, either team, really. They're doing okay in Europe, um, but but not great in the league. Leon have been relatively impressive of recent. Their last three games have been a 2-1 win against Marseille, um, where they came from 1-0 down. Uh, Matthew Guendouzi scored for uh, Marseille and Leon came back and won this game. I watched the entirety of the game and uh, Moussa Dembele scored an absolute screamer of a goal. That was Michaela Strachan. Um, uh, Moussa Dembele scored an absolute cracker of a goal uh, in the last minute, assisted by Sheridan Shakiri. Um, who I am a huge fan of. Um, but yeah, I, Leon just tend to do quite well against the big teams. They drew with PSG. Um, they drew with Lille. They beat, um, you know, they've got, they've got 
record of getting results against the big teams. Monaco, on the other hand, uh, this is the last three teams they've beat. Clermont, Rong and Metz. Uh, there's not much joy in any of those games for me. Um, you know, when they've had to play the tougher teams like Marseille in this league, they've lost 2-0. And if they play against Longs, who are also towards the top of the league, they lost 2-0. I just like Leon away in this spot. It, it seems like, you know, Leon have taken 11 points in the last five games. Monaco have taken seven. You know, the, it's one of those games where, Andy, you described this uh, earlier on the, in, in the day, where who the fuck is taking Monaco even money at home when Leon are just as good at 13 to 5 away from home. And there's not even it's not as even as if there's a historical hoodoo. Leon have won the last two games they've played at Monaco. 3-2 and 3-0. So yeah, I like Monaco in this spot. You get them at 13 to 5 uh, around the same price as my my uh, value. Value so, pick. Yeah. Um so yeah, now I I gingerly hand over to Joey here because if he's bringing fucking fourth in for his value pick Who's he on for the outsider? Joey, take it away. So I, I think you're definitely on to me, Gordo. Um, Firth, we're initially going to be yeah, one of my outside. outsider options. Um, but I've actually rerouted my banker into the outsider slot. So I think that's a that's de- a decent swap. Yeah, uh-huh. let's hear. I, I like Sassuolo to win against Sampdoria. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they're going to do it without conceding. So I, I, I like the win plus both to score at 3.7. And I think that's phenomenal value. Through 23 games, Sassuolo sit in 11th place on 29 points, scoring 39 goals, conceding 38. Sampdoria, on the other hand, are in 16th place on 20 points, only three points outside the final relegation spot, scoring 29 and conceding 41 goals. Sampdoria... They've only managed one point in their last five matches, and they also kind of happen to be bottom three of the form, home form table, um, picking up seven losses, three draws, and two wins in their 12 home matches. So Swallow, on the other hand, have picked up 16 points in their 11 away matches, scoring 24, conceding 19 for the seventh best away record in a 20-team, rec- or 20-team league. They've managed four wins and four draws, and three losses as well. The big thing here is Sassuolo have only lost once in the last 10 meetings overall versus Sampdoria, and they haven't lost in five straight. So that's kind of where I was looking at this for a banker spot. I really love the double chance at 1.4. Thinking that, or I shouldn't say thinking, knowing that Sassuolo tend to draw quite a bit. Um, But where I kind of kept going back is the both teams to score. I, I can't help but Not see both this game. Sampdoria have seen both teams to score in 10 of their 12 matches at home in Serie A, with both teams to score and the loss occurring in five of those instances. Sassuolo, on the other hand, have seen both teams to score in all of their 11 away matches this season. And they've managed to pick up some strong wins, both to score and wins, of course, um, <laughs> against Milan and Juve, both away from home which I think those are fantastic. <laughs> in the last seven of 10 meetings at Sampdoria, at Sampdoria historically, there's been both to score. But I think given Sampdoria's current form, they're kind of struggling a little bit. I, I can't help but see Sassuolo getting that extra extra goal. They're having the, ever, the extra edge. Um, what is the yeah. price? 
Give me, give me the price on that. 3.7. Oh, that is spicy. I like it. And from what you've said, see if you say to me all of their games away from what I've been considering both teams to score. I'll let you off with both teams to score. What I don't know is why you didn't take this as your value pick. Just take both teams to score in there. It must be about 7 to 10 or something in there. But you've piled yeah. on the pressure. And I like it. It's both Bold. teams to score itself are a little short, closer to one to one to two. Um, and if I really wanted to go win plus both teams to score, like Mister Mister Chris Kelly in the value <laughs> slot, <laughs> Dortmund slot, yeah, I, I like big odds, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm that confident. So I'll, I'll take them as my outsider this week. Um, and if you want to take a true value shot, I think both to score and over two point five in general. I'm not sure what that's at. I'd imagine it's around 1.8, 1.7. Um, but that's probably your best shot if you don't trust my handicap. You no, know I, I do like it. So I think as a good pick in there, Joey, and I think the outsiders are going to provide some spice as a treble anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, on, on to the charity. Uh, and I, I'm, Came I close last week, didn't yeah. we? We, 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 got, we got pretty damn close. Uh, Connor, you know, provided some great picks, but... Uh, you know, uh, charity it was, wasn't it, was, it wasn't to be. It's nice when it you was, don't let it down. It's nice to yeah. be. It's, nice, it's a good feeling. It was the old meatloaf you charity. We did pick. great last week. We did. Uh, so let's keep that rolling this week for for charity. I'm not as I'm not as bold this week with my charity pick, which should mean has an even better chance of coming in. So I got a two 0 winner last week. Let's see if I can do better this week. My charity game isn't till Monday, so if you boys do your job, it'll all be riding on this. In the German Dritte Liga, so the third division of German football, Saarbrücken versus the Würzburger Kickers, and a home win for Saarbrücken is four to seven. Um, Saarbrücken are fourth in the league. They're in amongst a bunch of teams on forty points from twenty-four games, so they're they're really close to the top. They're only two points behind second, and then I think there's like three or four teams on forty points. So they're up there. Whereas Kickers are really struggling. They're second bottom of the league. They're only one point above bottom placed Havelse. This is just not a good place to be. Uh, 18 points from 24 matches and a minus 19 goal difference. Kickers are also the worst in the league when it comes to current form. They've only got the one point from their last five games. And in that period, they've scored two goals and conceded 10. Sarbrook in respectable seven points from their last five matches. But this game, in my opinion, is pretty much banker material for Sarbrook in big odds of 4-7, which is why I've got them in the charity pick. Hey, I like it. And if anything with they sound like Havelsa, great. You know, I, I have a way <laughs> only have a one way. point above Havelsa. One point. Um, shite. Anyway, good. I, that's, I, I have another, I have a nice um, charity pick in here that could be banker material. Uh, it was a toss up between them and my actual banker. Um, I'm taking Laval on Friday night to beat Bastia Borgo. Um, this is a bet. On both sides of this, it's not just that, oh, I'm betting against a team that are shite with a, with a team that, you know, are middling in the table. Laval are second in the league. They've got 38 points. They've played 19 games. They've been good. Bastia Borgo are in 17th position with 15 points. Only below them are Boulogne. They are solidly in the relegation spot, six points adrift of being anywhere near out it. They are awful away from home. In the flash score uh, away form table, or the flash score away table, it looks like, I'm going to steal this joke from Twitter. A really good pack of Starburst, all reds, occasional orange, and only one green. 
Um, and uh, yeah, the, their one green came against Alice. And Alice are a lower division team. Alice had a man sent off after five minutes. And it took them to the 78th minute to break them down. So I've got no faith in Bastia Borgo getting anything. I can see Andy's unmuted because I know he likes the green starburst. Is that what you're coming in and say by chance? The citrus flavours of Starburst are the best. So green, yellow and orange are your best ones. Reds, uh, take them or leave them. And then purples, they don't even need to be there. I mean, I I agree with reds on this chart are bad, but reds and Starburst are good. So uh, Laval at home are pretty good. Um, Their overall home form, uh, they're they're 10th in the league. They've taken 16 points from 10 home games. Bastia Borg is a waypoint, uh, waveform. They've taken three points from 10 games, all of them being draws with a negative 15 goal difference. Uh, that's all you need to know about this game. It's five to eight is the price. And I will hand like over and to Joey here, who I'm sure he has something, both teams to score in this slot. Uh, I'll, 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 one thing before that, though. I yeah. do like the price. However, strawberry-flavoured sweets are the realms of children. But uh, uh, you grow out of that. <laughs> Or you should. <laughs> That's good, son. You just you just focus on getting your banker in this week. So harsh. <laughs> How did your banker do last week? It was dead already before I got to me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right, Joey, we got. Oh. All right. So rounding out the uh, charity treble, I'm going to take a page out of Dave's book, and I'm going to be in the FA Cup, looking at Leicester versus Nottingham Forest. And I like both teams to score at one point eight. I actually like both teams to score in that as well. Okay. Yeah, you sold me on it. I like it. Andy, I'm so glad you said that because I've been trying to get you on my side with the both to score. All to score it's to not score. a bet I generally like, but if I had to bet on something in that game, it would be that. And so this is actually a matchup featuring old championship foes from back in the early 2010s. Um, but a lot of this is just going to be based on Lester's leaky ass defense away from home um there's really just no other way to put that Forrester in eighth place in the championship only two points out of the playoff spots and they're actually conceding slightly more goals at home 18 goals conceded in 15 home matches versus 13 and 14 away um but they've been on terrific form in the past 5 10 15 20 all the way to 25 games back they haven't dropped below the seventh place in the form table out of a 24 team league. Um, so they're on good form. It's not like they're just kind of mucking about. They're picking up results here and there. I mean, they're, they're actively trying to get promoted and I think they're giving themselves an, a decent shot. Leicester on the other hand are 10th in the premier league and they're 10 points outside the last spot for Europe, which is really not a good spot to be in right now. Home and away. Splits for uh, Leicester are just absolutely miserable. In the league, they're averaging 2.33 goals conceded away from home versus 1.45 at home. But that's not just applying to the league itself. This translates over to every cup competition they're involved in as well, or have been involved in. They've only managed one clean sheet in three EFL Cup matches, and they're currently kicked, knocked out of that. Liverpool knocked them out in the quarterfinals. Um, quite possibly most damning stat is in the Europa league, which they were, I'd imagine they weren't, they were, they were probably tipped to advance at least do well, 
They didn't manage a single clean sheet in six group stage matches. They conceded seven goals in their three away matches versus four in their three at home matches. So obviously even in cup competitions, they're still having trouble keeping clean sheets on the road. Forest are in decent form scoring in eight of their last 10 overall and seven of their last 10 at home. Whereas Leicester have only kept two clean sheets in their last 12 overall. And they've seen in both, they've seen both teams to score in nine straightaway matches. But more so than that, because this is a charity pick and I need to be thorough. Historically, there's been both teams to score in eight of the last nine meetings at Forest and four of the last times these sides have met at the city ground. So that was eight of the last nine meetings overall and then four of the last times at Forest. Both sides, I'd imagine, will be focusing on their league ambitions, um, given how close they are to the important spots. But Leicester have some tough matches coming up. Their next match in the league is against Liverpool. And then after that, they get to go see West Ham, which probably isn't great. And then following that, they have the Europa Conference League playoffs starting. And with all the injuries and stuff that they have, they're already short-staffed, but I'd imagine they might be resting some players in this spot. I think I think you're right in there. I think they'll end up resting a, a whole bunch of guys. But I ca- I cannot believe that you said you need to be more thorough in <laughs> this section. I was I can't believe you said you need to be more thorough. You are the most thorough man that's ever been on this podcast. Like <laughs> when it comes to your picks, I know it's part of the comfort for me. So I'm not just like freaking out as I'm waiting. For Don't worry out. about it, mate. It's I think, no, I think I, at Leicester, not like, I mean, Andy, you think it's a good pick? I think, I think it's, good it's a good. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's a good pick in there, and I think in the FA Cup as well. You know, this is not a game that you can see ending nil nil. Like it's, it, yeah. I think I think you're you're decent in this one. Forrest gave Arsenal a massive challenge in the last round, and they gave them everything they could handle. I, I'd imagine they'll do the same for Leicester here, and given that. They're so close to the promotion spots. I'd imagine they might still put out a pretty strong side and that could backfire on Leicester. Yeah. Hey, I like it in here and and it's good. And I think that that charity treble will be um, some rather decent odds in there. I think it'll probably return about 50 schmeckles. I think it's me to put it on this week. I let it it down a few weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, good in there, Joey. I like it. Excellent. So a tenor of that on our own money, on the treble and all proceeds go to a charity of our choosing, should we be victorious. Um, you can get all the picks from this week's podcast written down in a handy cheat sheet format. Uh, we mentioned it before the break. It's Patreon. So the Patreon app or www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet. Come find us. Come join the club. It's £6 a month um, and you get all the picks written down. You get access to this podcast as a video with an extended middle section where we talk about um, other things we like. There was some Alpine skiing chat. There was some darts chat. There was some other football picks chat. Um, so a whole host of good content. Extra material as well. Um, we're ramping up towards the Cheltenham Festival. We'll, we'll have a show a day for the duration of the festival too. So loads of good stuff. We also have a Facebook group. Join us there. Just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook. Ask to join the group. Free to join. Free to get involved with the community. Uh, Michael Stokes has ramped up his... Uh, his rugby action Being as well. Full rugby, that boy. Love he is. it. You love it. Because it's, it's something I know nothing about, but I trust him implicitly. Yes. So I, 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 whatever he says, I just do. 
it's kind of like I always feel it's a bit like uh, kind of like calling the fire brigade do you know what I mean like you expect when they show up they know what they're going to be about like as soon as he posts uh, yeah. a, it, as soon as he posts a rugby tip I'm just like I, you know and, and I don't think he steered me wrong yet I think I, I, there's what I use Betway for all of my rugby and it's just Stokes money that's what it is it's in there. It's, there's no, I've contributed nothing to that it's just all rugby tips Tremendous. So the Facebook group, open to all. Come and join us there. If you do fancy giving something back to the show, join us on Patreon. Joey, thank you so much um, for joining us. I know time is is of the essence tonight. So thank you. Um, and we shall see you next week for the recap of how your picks got on this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. No, sorry. I just kind of lagged out a little bit. I kind of froze there for a second, so I was worried the feed was just going to be completely ruined. But no, I appreciate you guys working with me on this. Uh, I've unfortunately, Mother Nature has given me some work to do, so I've got some snow to plow. But I, I was loving the chance to get on this show, and I, I wanted to do everything I could to make sure I could get through it. So I appreciate you guys being patient. No problem, mate. None at all. And uh, we will be plowing through with some picks this week, and hopefully it's a 12 of 12 Uh yeah, Andy, do you want to say anything about Michaela Strachan before you go? You seem to be continually changing your background to her. I was. I did it earlier. I did it earlier because I thought it was like Microsoft Teams. It would be a test that wouldn't actually do it, but it did it mid-show when you were reading out a pic. So apologies for that. I was only going to put it on at the end, um, and it was just for the patrons. I wasn't even going to mention it because it's to do with the middle section of the show, and it's an end joke that uh, none of the podcast listeners will get. But yeah, I've changed my background to uh, Michaela Strack and talking to a monkey. Fantastic. <laughs> Boy, uh, it's, it's in reference to your alpine skiing stuff, but you won't get the reference. It was from a, no. a kid's show in the 90s. I was going to say, yeah, I, I was born in 95. Like, like Gordo was saying yeah. a couple shows ago, anything before 93 just... Yeah. Doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Genoa picking up their only win against Roma back in 1990. Back in it does not matter. Yeah. Brilliant. One of, the, one of the stranger endings to this show. I wonder how Gary will edit it. He might just leave it in. Who knows? Guys, Why thanks not? very much. Thanks very much uh, for joining me on the show. And thanks to everyone for listening. We shall see you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnon, and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.